0: Thanks for listening to FYI Stillwater where you will hear information about your local government you didn't know you need to know straight from the source. Be sure to check out other news and information from the City of Stillwater at Stillwater.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. Hi, I'm your host, Sherry Fletcher, Director of Marketing and Civic Engagement. Today, my co-host is Tommy Marshall, our new multimedia technician. So, welcome to FYI Stillwater, and you're uh, new here to the city. Can you tell us a little bit of something about yourself for our, for our audience?
1: Well, I am new to Stillwater in general. I am from Stroud, Oklahoma, which is almost dead center on Route 66. Oh, yeah. And I have a couple years of graphic design experience under my belt and a couple years of interactive multimedia experience.
0: So normally you would be the person on the other side of the microphone. But today you decided to join us as a Mm co-host.
1: Normally I would be the one editing the audio and making sure it's ready to go on there. Okay, so who is our guest today? Today's guest is Mary Dickey, and she is the director of Animal Welfare. This is Mary's first time on the show as well.
0: Okay, so can you give us some basic facts?
1: Well, Animal Welfare performs welfare checks and ensures that the proper care and housing is provided for animals. And they also record lost and found animals and contact owners of those animals. They also respond to calls concerning barking dogs or dogs at large. Nuisance cats and dogs, aggressive, sick, or injured animals, animal bites and attacks, and loose livestock. So
0: they do perform a really needed um, a function in the city. They're part of the police department, so mm-hmm. they're under that. But they also share a facility with uh, the humane society. Well, welcome to FYI, uh, Stillwater, Mary. We're so glad you could join us, but you're not alone. Hey, thank you. I'm glad I'm here, too. I
2: have a little friend with me today. It's a little eight-week-old chocolate puppy. It's a boy, and he's got a little white chest and white toes and green eyes. He's really, he really pretty. Oh, he's yeah. so cute. And he's having a real hard time sitting still on my lap here because he's so playful.
0: He is, he's, I mean, he does, he looks like a newborn, and just. I just want to, I, I do want to pick him up, but he'll make me sneeze, so I'm not <laughs> going to, but he's really pretty. You said those are green eyes, aren't they? Yeah, they, they are. Oh, look at him.
2: So, so we have um, more like him at the shelter, and we've got some of his litter mates and some others, and um, he's, this adoption fee, if anyone out there might be interested in coming to see him, is $60. And that includes all of his vaccinations uh, up to date for his age. Mm-hmm. And he is neutered. And he is also microchipped with a lifetime pre-registered light microchip. So um, that's all quite a bit. For $60, that's a really good deal because it costs, you know, $150, 200 right. at your vet to get all that done with a new puppy. So it's a really good start in life form. And they also come with a sample of the hill science diet that they eat there.
0: Oh, Okay. Well, now that we know about dandelion, let's find out something about Mary. We're okay. going to start our uh, podcast with a lightning round. And we're going to ask you some random but revealing questions. Okay. Are you ready, Mary? I'm ready, I think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you'll be fine. Tommy. Okay, our first question is, as a child, what did you want to be when you grew up?
2: Okay, well, most of my life I always wanted to actually work in wildlife, and I kind of fulfilled that dream at Oklahoma State University. But here's the part that's really funny. When I was five years old, I think everybody did this in kindergarten. They had a straw picture of what we wanted to be when we grew up. And I drew myself holding a leash and said I wanted to be a dog catcher. <laughs> oh no way! <laughs> so that I could save the dogs and get them back home. Aww. So I have fulfilled my childhood dream. You have. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. And they Uh, thought I was really weird. They
0: thought, (laughs) really? I would think that would be. Well,
2: you know, everybody else wanted to be a princess
0: or or a nurse or a teacher. I was the only dog catcher. So you always knew animals within your. your, Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. So did you come from a family that had a lot of animals? Not till I was born. (laughs) Yeah, forced them on. Yeah, Yeah, you insisted. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I can't imagine you without pets. No, me either. Yeah. (laughs) So you have hedgehogs.
2: I do have hedgehogs at home. I
0: I, uh, stalk you on (laughs) Facebook.
1: And the hedgehogs are so cute. Well, for our last question, this one I think is very interesting. What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given?
2: Okay. Well, I'm going to relate this to the job, too. I'm sure I've been given lots of good advice in my lifetime, but... um, I, and I this, I've thought of this because this recently came up with a new person who was looking for advice of their own in the uh, animal rescue world, and it was to, um, to leave your uh, anger behind because people, we come in and we don't like how other people are taking care of their animals or we don't agree that they're giving them up or we don't, you know, and we're there to help. We're not, uh, so you have to not, not take judge. it, not yeah. judge, not take it personally, not be angry at the people and try to help.
1: Got to just take it all with a grain of salt.
2: Yep.
0: (laughs) And leave your work at work. Yeah. Which I think would be really hard. It kind of is with animal shelter work because it doesn't end. Because you're you're an advocate for the animal. Right.
2: And nowadays with Facebook, which of course we're on Facebook, Mm -hmm. Um, people will contact me at home, and not just me, but the Humane Society director, my employees. <laughs> when well, there's a loose dog over here, it's like okay, it's uh, midnight.
0: <laughs> you know. So do you feel like you're on call twenty four seven?
2: And yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's kind of we're not left alone. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because people do have questions, and they're always assuming that that somebody's listening, right. and. Um, and not realizing that you do have a separation of job and, and your home yeah, life. We,
2: yeah, we try. But, you know, some of those people, they're very helpful. But
0: Well, let's just jump into the uh, the meat of our uh, conversation and really talk about animal welfare. So um, so I said earlier that you, you share a building with Humane Society. But you guys are, um, I don't know, companion organizations, right. I guess? We, we work together.
2: Um, we... A lot of people don't realize we do adopt own animals, which is Mm kind of nice to have this puppy here today, so Mm -hmm. we can talk about that. Um, We are a full-service shelter, so we're open intake to the city limits of Stillwater um, only. Um, And we do adoptions, and we do, um, like you were saying earlier, welfare checks or cruelty cases, and we have uh, trained officers that go out in the field to do these things. Mm -hmm. And the Humane Society is a... um, they're um, a volunteer organization that uh, helps find homes for animals so they're mainly an adoption agency and for education but they partner with us so if we can't find a home for an animal and it's of good health and adoptable then they take it to their side and then keep it till it gets a home and that whole system keeps us um, no kill for adoptables.
0: So you're you are a In the police department, so there is regulations and you follow? Right, we
2: have to follow the city ordinances. Mm -hmm. And one of those ordinances, because people ask us about the out-of-town, you know, we have an ordinance that says from within 10 miles of City Hall for a fee we can take it if we have space, if it's not Mm -hmm. sick, if it's not tied up in legal litigation, and something the sheriff's department should be doing. Oh, okay. Um, But having space is the big thing. Um, So we're not just deciding that we're not taking it because we don't like animals (laughs) now. Yeah. That's, what we, that's what we get accused of next. Oh, you just you know you don't really care about animals. We're actually following the city ordinance, mm-hmm. and so um, the ordinance is not only for the care of the animal, and you know whether when it can be loose, where it can be loose, or, or you know just everything. There's about 18 pages of of city ordinances for animals, yes. which can be found on the city's webpage.
0: Yeah, but it's not always. It's not just cats and dogs.
2: No, yeah. we do. Um, we don't pick up wildlife if it's healthy, uh-huh. so it's going to be the game ranger if it's a wildlife problem, but if
0: it's sick or injured, we do. So you, you deal with nuisance, yeah. nuisance animals, but not wildlife, because I've talked to Mary about this in the past. I have kind of snake phobia, and I'm always afraid a snake is going to be in my house, and if it shows up, I'm calling Mary. So that and will we, be the one calling will, you 24-7. You know, for,
2: for snakes, that is yeah. that is wildlife. It's like minding its own business. Yeah. But we will come move them, and if they're in somebody's house, then we... If you don't know where it is in your house we can't help you because we don't go in and move things around yeah. and but within reason if you just saw it and you know it's right there or you're pretty yeah. sure it's right you know in a spot we will take it out and move it for and you and
0: mary will be like it's a little green snake cherry <laughs> it's yes. a garden snake you know, uh, we we a a steak. Steak. they're all coverheads.
2: yeah <laughs> that's exactly
0: right <laughs> but most of the time they're not yeah. so, so um, walk me through a typical day for you what 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 does Mary see on a daily basis? Well, we open at 8, 8, 8 a.m., although we usually get there just a little bit before that.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, it starts out with cleaning the animals and taking animals to the vet to be spay and neutered because the vets want them early in the morning. And then we will you get calls from people who found something the evening before or um, you know, they may come in with something they found. Um, and then calls that come in because there's kids getting on school buses. Uh-huh. And so there may be loose dogs. Right. Um, uh, and then, you know, the day then is always different. It's never the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the time, most of our calls are about uh, loose dogs. Um, we do get some calls on what people consider nuisance cats, but we don't have a leash on cats.
0: But the dogs have to have a leash.
2: Yes. So they have to have a leash if they They have to have a leash when they're out with the owner, unless they're in a fence okay. or they're tied up.
1: What so constitutes a nuisance cat?
2: Well, um doing, mainly doing property damage. So we're coming over to the house and you've got a cloth thing on the top of your car and they're tearing it up or they're going to the bathroom in your, in your garden um, sandbox or that the kids have, that kind of thing. Um, we also suggest things because it's impossible to remove them all. We suggest uh, different products that you can use to, you know, you know, deter the cats in the neighborhood. Um... We also have, at the university, and it's an organization I'm involved in, is Operation Catnip Stillwater, where if it's a feral colony, they will come out and or have the caretakers bring in uh, the animals to be spayed, neutered, and vaccinated, and that stops the reproduction and fighting and smells and many of the things cats do that are a nuisance. Do we have uh, feral colonies Oh, pretty oh, much there's pretty wild cats everywhere yeah and and if and you see them at places like um um like uh, food establishments uh, because yeah. they're eating out of the dumpster or right. whatever but and now but if you notice now one with a tipped left ear then they're part of the operation catnip ones and they're considered community cats and they actually help reduce the population because cats are territorial Uh so if you spay or neuter that whole little colony they won't allow new ones in and then you stop having kittens and after a while there's less cats there Uh that's the theory it works if we can get them all done it doesn't work if we don't get them all done
0: yeah hurting cats right right (laughs) all right (laughs) okay so um So the building you're in, um, and you share you share a building. It's been there for a while,
2: right? Um, Yeah, the Humane Society was invited in a long time ago. Um, So we are now accepting donations on Facebook, where um, you can go in and um, click on a link, I believe, and then use your PayPal and. And it can, be for, it can be used for items at the shelter or another other things that we're um, starting to work toward is we really hope that soon we're
0: going to get a nice new building. Yeah, <laughs> Because no, we've talked about the need for a, a new building. And if you've been in the building, because it's on North Main, right, uh, right at city limits. Uh, I'm not sure what the address, the it's block number. It's
2: 1700 block, 1710 South, South Main. Yeah. And the building was built in 1984. And I've been there a long time. So when I arrived, that was one of the best shelters in the state. Oh. And now, and it had problems already. Yeah. But now, um, it's it, the way it's constructed, there's not enough room for us or the animals. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to keep the animals in clean and good condition that we want. And we just feel like Stillwater actually deserves a good place for these animals to be and be healthy and have space and have it be pretty. And, I
0: mean, and, and Stillwater has grown. It, it and, has grown. And so the number of people with pets in the right. number. We started out with
2: thirteen kennels, and we put a little side building to put strays in. That's that many, and
0: we've really outgrown that. There's and there's nowhere to really expand. That. Yeah, because you really are landlocked right there. But um, but in addition to the building, so you know maybe looking at a bond where. Uh, uh, the city goes to a vote of the people to, to to approve funding for a new building would be one way to get the building. Uh, increasing sales tax with a dedicated line for animal uh, welfare would be another way to get a building. Uh, so there are a lot of, uh, and there's organizations that are looking at uh, ways to uh, improve the quality of life in a, a building is part of what they're looking at right. as well. So it's
2: absolutely needed for the quality of life for our animals. Um, and we really, our goal is to stay with, uh, the, keep the Humane Society with us. As they were invited into what we have, and we want to expand for both of us.
0: And it's been a really good partnership. It's been a great
2: partnership. So there's lots of other places, not mm-hmm. just in Oklahoma, but in the state, that look at us as an example and um, call us up and ask us how it works. and.
0: Because, staff-wise, you it's you and one or two others at a time.
2: Um, well, I, mean, it's, I have three officers in the field, okay. and right now I have a caretaker that comes in in the morning and cleans, which is fantastic because <laughs> we didn't you have think one before. That
0: that many animals at any one time is such a small staff. Right, and, we, and it's, it's hard cramped. to keep up. It's yeah. hard to keep up
2: with calls. It's hard to keep up with the the uh, you know taking care of the animals. Um, we do have
0: some volunteers that come in. Um, Not a whole lot. My children have volunteered. They've walked animals, done some cleaning out there. So how does one volunteer?
2: Um, For us, it's coming in and signing a waiver, and then um, we try to get people to come in when our caretaker is there because she can show them what to do. And then later on, they can come in independently Mm -hmm. and decide if they want to walk dogs or clean something. Um, Humane Society, I think they do everything online now, and they have people sign a waiver as well.
0: So, So you do have help. And I know it's, I mean, I know you have a lot because um, sometimes trying to get into the parking lot. Yeah, it is, is mostly
2: the Humane Society. Got lots they have,
0: of, there's a lot of activity A lot out of the there. groups
2: like the sororities and fraternities, they have to have uh, community service hours and projects. So right. They can all arrive at once. And then we actually worry that people, they come and where we worry they don't come in to adopt because there's so many cars uh, and they think they're all adopting, and they're not. They're they're yeah, mostly they're that. volunteering.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so the humane society are the ones that post the poster, the pictures of the animals that are available for adopt. I see that a lot on Facebook. That these um, animals yeah, available. Yeah,
2: we, uh, we have um, our page. So Animal too. welfare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all that we have on there is the adoptable animals. So how? And we're in the news press on Sunday. That's true.
0: <laughs> Um, so how long does an animal on average stay? Is it, does it vary quite a bit or? Not a whole lot unless we're
2: treating the animal for something. Mm-hmm. We do have animals that are there longer that are under treatment uh-huh. um, or a cruelty case where we've taken an animal and we hold it or find somewhere for it to be because uh, we have to hang on to them till the case is over. Um when an animal comes in at stray, uh, an owner has five days or 96 hours, but we usually just stretch it over five days. It's easier to keep track of to claim the animal, which is uh, quite a bit of time. A lot of places just give three days, and then it goes up for adoption, and that's usually when they walk in, particularly puppies, we're going to go ahead and vaccinate it and warm it right away anyway. But um, after the five days, that's when we go ahead and do the spay-neuter and um, you know microchip and put them up for adoption.
0: And so, like, older dogs, are they harder to it uh It depends place? on the
2: animal. Yeah. So um, older cats seem to adopt better than older dogs, and cats mm-hmm. live longer. Yeah. Um, but people do come adopt older pets. Do they?
0: That's, that's really interesting. Um, so I have never had a pet with the chip. Can you explain to me how, like, so that would be sure. if it, I lost...
2: Yeah. So it's not a, it's not a GPS but, and a lot of people think it is. And I think they make those. I don't know how those work. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a permanent ID. Mm-hmm. Um, although you do have to check them yearly because it's a little foreign body. It's really tiny. It's like a grain of rice, but sometimes the body will push it around or move it and try to push it out. Um, so there was actually a microchip day. I can't tell you what it is. It just comes up on mm-hmm. my computer every yeah. year okay. <laughs> where you make an appointment at your vet. You could actually bring it to the shelter and we could mm-hmm. scan it and, you know, see if its microchip is still in place. But um, So it's like a barcode? It's like, yeah, it comes up with a little, it's actually got a barcode. And so if a vet or uh, or we find a chip Mm -hmm. Um, then you get on the computer you put the chip in a microchip find it tells you what company it is Uh then you have to contact the company and give them the number and normally what happens is they will contact the owner Um, sometimes we can get more information because we're a shelter so then we can call up the owner of the animal now the only way this works is if people keep their information updated
0: so Um, you you do help reunite lost animals with their owners i mean right. that that can happen too so all the people who post on on facebook and you see a lot oh you know this was my dog it got out of the yard and if that was microchipped and you are called that there's a stray animal that's how you would be one way you right. could re, you reunite them right
2: and we have reunited animals that were from other states. Really? We sent a cat to Michigan. It took me a little while to do it. <laughs>
0: How did That's... a cat from Michigan end up here?
2: Um, she, it had le- it left with someone else and she oh. had thought she was going to get it back and then she didn't know where it went. And uh, I don't remember her whole backstory. But um, when we got the cat, it still uh, went back to her. The microchip still went back to her. So information was still good. And she really wanted him and she really missed him. And so we arranged a transport uh, oh, to get him sweet. back to Michigan. Kind of
1: like a homeward bound so, story. Yeah. yeah. And
2: we've, you know, we had a long time ago when she, microchips were kind of new. Someone picked a was traveling and picked up a dog on the highway. And drove it all the way from, I think it was Arizona, to Stowater and then decided to leave it at our shelter. And we started out saying, well, you can't leave it here. You're not from here. But then we checked it for a microchip and we're going, where did you get this dog? And they just picked it up beside the road. So we had to get that one home. <laughs> so it was a lost? <laughs> it was a lost dog. They just wow. yeah, picked up somebody's dog and it was a golden retriever. It was pretty.
0: Uh, oh, but, yeah, they are pretty, aren't they?
2: Yeah, so I, I, I don't know what they were thinking, but it's happened more than once mm-hmm. where they'll come from pretty far
0: away. Wow, that is so interesting. You kind of have a detective job on, we, in addition to... We you. do,
2: and now we have to watch Facebook because mm-hmm. um, it used to be that anyone found a dog, they called us. Now they don't. Now they just put it on Facebook, yeah. and we try to tell people not everybody in the world has Facebook. Yeah. Most older people don't have Facebook, and so you know they'll find a, some little dog, and it belongs to someone who has no... they don't know how to, to find anybody, and they... Hopefully, we'll call us. We get a lot of calls where then we realize we've seen it on Facebook. So that has now become part of our job is watching these lost and found pages, trying to figure out, you know, the dog that people have called us about. And it's very frustrating to us when people call us and say they've lost their dog. Mm -hmm. And then we're trying to get a hold of these people on Facebook
0: saying, please call us so we can give you the phone number of the owner. And they never think to call us anymore. So is there anything else about your daily life that you think – you' you're, that you would like to share that you need people to know about uh, I think I've really covered a lot <laughs> You have. Uh, it's so, a busy job yeah. and you got a, you wear a lot of different hats right. um, so I we mean, do we, you know we've you know, we we, got into sorry. like uh, all of the things that you guys do which, you know we've really just been talking about uh, right pets, well but,
2: most of it is the the picking up strays, finding the owner, (laughs) go, you know, go. So part of our job, it's actually an ordinance. If you Mm -hmm. will see that we, if we think we know who the owner is, we're supposed to follow up on it. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is one of the major things about our job. And then if there's not an owner, we've taken on the, trying to find a a home for it. That is
0: just such a uh, rewarding job, I would think.
2: It is. A lot of people ask me if it's sad and it's like, no, (laughs) it's mostly really, really fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it can the, be frustrating or, yeah. you know, people can be angry, but it's a, it's a good job.
0: Yeah. So, like, right now I'm thinking, boy, my son would really like this dog. <laughs> and, you know, I don't want a dog, Mary. I don't want no, one. You already said you're allergic. So. I know, but <laughs> I I'm looking
1: at him and I'm thinking, oh. It's hard I, not to like, want a puppy that cute. I know. I'm and, not a dog person. I'm a crazy cat lady at its finest and but, I you know want what? that I puppy. Two
2: kittens right now.
1: <laughs> well, I have six, so I'm a little full oh, up, but well, thank okay. you.
0: <laughs>
2: Sorry, constant salesperson
0: here. Uh, <laughs> oh, I take them too. Are a doll. Oh my goodness. And so quiet. So well behaved. I know. And He's like he's kind of woke up now and he's like just kind of struck me. You were some talking more. about me. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. I think we need to bring you back by and you need to bring some more dogs. You're right with
1: me. Or All some right. hedgehogs. Oh, you no, wanted no, to bring no, the no. hedgehogs her hedge- to the job. <laughs> those, those are her
0: personal. But those are really cute. Oh I my bet. god, they're so cute. So do you spend half your time just taking pictures of them? Because they are they look oh. so adorable. <laughs> they are adorable. Well, thank you so much, okay. Mary. Well, thanks for having me here before we go let's take a look at the mailbox the city receives questions in a lot of ways including email social media even phone calls our first question today is in the is from Jim on Facebook. In the past, I would go to the city's website and I found a place to report graffiti on city property. I can't find that. Where where can I go if I want to uh, post something like this?
1: Well, you can call the Stillwater Police Department's 24-7 non-emergency line at 405-372-4171. You can also use a feature on our website right on the home page. There's a tab called who to contact and you can report it there as well yeah
0: yeah. go down to like if you don't see the category that you maybe you think it there's actually an other category and you can put something in there and then we will make sure it gets to the right people who can uh, look at that but it is something the police department would look at graffiti and they would go in and investigate it so let's move on to question number two where can I find updates on uh, the city's current projects? This is Brian from Twitter, and I think he's referring to some construction uh, projects or infrastructure improvements that the city works on. Where can he find information about that kind of uh, capital improvement projects, uh, construction all of the, the things that they're building something, maybe moving dirt.
1: Well, our website really is a wellspring of information. If you go to the stillwater.org website and you scroll down just a little bit on the home page, you can find a current project section that includes development projects, airport projects, and transportation projects and more. So whenever they get to that
0: page, they will
1: see... Uh, so if they click
0: on a project... It will tell them um, how the project is funded, what stage in the development the project is, if right. it's being, if it's under design or if it's ready to move into construction. Uh, it'll tell what the funding source is, who who's the primary contact at the city. So there's a lot of information on those pages. We also have an infrastructure map, which is also one of the features there. And if you click on the infrastructure map, it'll show you all of the transportation, airport, water utilities, all of the projects that the city's uh, funding at any one time and that we're kind of working on. So it's a lot of good information there. That sounds like a great resource. It is and you know we're really glad to have it out there for the residents. Well thanks everyone for listening to another episode of FYI Stillwater.
1: Tune in for our next podcast.
0: If you have a question for City Hall, email news at stillwater.org, and in the next podcast, we'll answer a few of them. FYI, Stillwater is available on our website at stillwater.org, Spotify, and just about anywhere else you enjoy your podcast.